0: Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. You're a source for market intelligence, forecasts, and success strategies. Hi, I'm Michael Bull. Thanks for being with us. This segment is brought to you by ArborCrowd.com. If you're looking for professional crowdfunding, check them out at ArborCrowd.com. Well, today we're going to talk about medical office buildings. And uh, I love the sector. I love the safety. Uh, it's, uh, as my uh, head of medical office space says in my company here, uh, it's, just like office, but it's more complicated. <laughs> and uh, uh, we're going to talk about some aspects of the medical office buildings in the healthcare space. Please welcome my first guest is Jim Costello. And Jim is Senior VP with Real Capital Analytics. And he's joining us from New York on Skype. Jim, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me here today. So let's talk about the medical office market. It seems like uh The when we market properties, we have multiple competing offers. Seems like a lot of people are looking for medical office buildings. What are you seeing for uh, uh, volume out there?
1: Yeah, that comment that you're seeing multiple offers, that doesn't surprise me because it's the only segment of the office market broadly that has been seeing growing deal volume in 2018, Uh, up 20 percent year over year in May and up 14 percent for the year overall. Uh, that's uh, uh, totally different than the rest of the office sector, where we're seeing declining activity.
0: And what do you see for cap rates? It seems like of the deals I look at and that we do, it seems like you get a little bit better yield and cap rate on these medical office buildings than you do regular office.
1: Yes, you're getting a better yield, it's in the low six range. And uh, part of that, it's, it's kind of tied more towards suburban assets overall in terms of the location of most of the medical office buildings that are on the market. And so it's just tied up with the higher cap rates that are in uh, most uh, suburban locations. Uh, but you know, there is sometimes a little bit more complexity with these assets as well, as uh, in one of your guys there noted. And so investors are going in for those higher yields, uh, and it, given that there is some complexity tied to it. So it takes an operator who understands those complexities to actually earn that yield. Yeah,
0: it, uh, and, and it's nice, I think, because one of the aspects that I really love about medical offices is the tenants typically like to stay a long time, right? They don't want to move around. So what are you seeing for cap rate trends, Jim? Are, are you seeing any change there in the M O B space? Yeah,
1: it's funny. Cap rate trends, a lot of folks have been coming to me thinking that, hey, since interest rates have been on the way up, shouldn't those cap rates be moving? But they've been mostly flat over the last uh, year and a half. And I think part of the issue is that, you know, there's first of all not a one-to-one relationship between cap rates and interest rates. As interest rates go up, uh, cap rates may not move. Uh, The spread may narrow, and the spread may narrow if investors see an income growth opportunity for an asset class. For medical office buildings, people understand that we have an aging population in the United States, and that. Uh, aging population is going to need a lot more medical care and that's an element that I think drives investors to look at the sector on the expectation that you're going to get some better income opportunities out of the sector.
0: Yeah, I think that's an interesting point, Uh, you know if you look at all the sectors of commercial real estate and you said hey what's going to be impacted the least with the rising cap rates, what's going to be impacted the least you kind of look at healthcare or medical office buildings and you think well is with these baby boomers really getting of age there should be a lot of demand increases and uh, w- would you think it would have the least rise in cap rates as interest rates climb does that make sense part of the
1: part of the issue on the rising cap rates is is expectations on the income side you know, eventually when that happens that would be part of it the other thing is what happens with financing of assets and uh, the, how lenders react and that gets tricky as well so it's, it's a complicated web there uh, apartments have a different type of funding on the debt side than all the property types with the gses so i think anything kind of apartment related may feel a little bit less of a cap rate increase uh, but the the uh, the other property types where there is a growth story in place I, I think we will have uh, a little bit of a muted impact on on cap rates. We've seen that in the retail sector with that single tenant net lease space. We've already seen cap rates move up in those assets uh, in the last year and a half because of uh, the interest rate increases we've already seen. And there it's going up because, number one, uh, it, it's retail and there's a fear around retail. But then with that inflation kick. And with the interest rate uh, growth, there's no additional room to grow income for these assets because you have a fixed lease payment uh, over, over time. And, and so just there hasn't been as much of an opportunity to adjust those. And so to the extent buyers are going into there, the cap rates have adjusted a little bit.
0: Yeah. We're seeing the same thing here in the, in the field, moving single-tenant net lease properties. We're starting to see those cap rates rise. Already, and, and and we're seeing the same thing in the MOB sales that it's it's been a little flat, uh, with still the a lot of demand, even though maybe the cost of financing is going up slightly. So, what would you guess, Jim? Two years from now, uh, a six, let's say a seven cap medical office building, uh, what might the cap be in two years? I know you have a crystal ball there in New York in your office. <laughs>
1: yeah, crystal ball. Uh, you know, I, I think that there's there's going to be pressure on cap rates as as interest rates move up. Uh, yeah, the spread has narrowed between cap rates and interest rates, uh, but it's narrowed to a point where you're about at the long run average for that spread. So from this point moving forward, as interest rates move up more beyond the 3% range for the 10-year, uh, I, I, I tend to think that you're going to see uh, cap rates bear some of the pain of adjustment uh, from this point forward. It won't be 100 percent of the change. Uh, It can narrow a little bit more, uh, but I think uh, uh, roughly uh, uh, half of every increase in the 10-year Treasury may come down to uh, uh, the the change in cap rates. So that means that if you have an an additional 100 uh, basis points of 10-year Treasury increase, Maybe additional fifty basis points of cap rate increase.
0: Okay, well that sounds reasonable. And you know when you're talking about you know an eighteen million dollar or even an eight million dollar uh, building, that could be a significant change uh, in the valuation. So what what are concerning to medical office building owners? Well, what's what's positive or negative that uh, investors in the space are thinking about? Yep. Positives and
1: negatives. There are, are you know, actually that point I was talking about early on. Yeah, there is a yield opportunity, but you know, the management expertise around the building that matters. Yeah. Uh, it, it is an office building, but it's more complicated. I'm going to steal that line. It's a great one, <laughs> but you know, th- that 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 complicated part can eat into uh, your your uh, expense and uh, both on the. Uh, operating expense and on the capex side in ways that if you're not prepared uh you know can can really
0: uh, uh remove the benefit of that high yield yeah i think you do want to be experienced or maybe partner with an experienced uh a, a company if you're investing in the space so but but as you said it's it's kind of a positive uh, sector with all the baby boomers coming of age right
1: yeah, and as the baby boomers come to age, you know there is additional demand for those services. And, uh, and that's that's impacting investor perceptions of the senior housing sectors as well. And that's another one where you have uh, uh, tremendous interest as people pursue that demographic play the The thing I think they all have to be cautious about is uh, what is the horizon that you're looking at for the investments because you know, the baby boomers, uh, you know they're not the largest labor part uh, part of the labor force anymore and uh, even the uh, senior care and the medical uh, office needs that they have uh, eventually you know that that won't be the 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 demand from this group anymore uh, so you have to look closely at the at the uh, age horizons uh, it's not going to happen next two years 10 15 20 you know those are the kind of things you have to be thinking about
0: yeah well well that's a good point. Uh... Uh, I'm a broker, so hey, we'll sell it in two years for you, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Jim, what would you leave our audience with related to medical office space, medical office buildings? Yeah, you know, the medical office sector is one sector that's been
1: defying the trends for office overall. Uh, you've seen positive growth in, in volume uh, for both the month of May and for the year overall. And it's not just positive growth. A lot of property sectors starting in 2016 had a bit of a swoon in deal volume from, from the 2015 highs. Uh, the medical office sector experienced that swoon as well, but it got back on track and deal volume has been pushing up higher than where it was even in 2015. And, and so it's, it's one sector where there is uh, uh, people see some legs.
0: All right. Very good. Jim, thanks for joining us. Great information as usual. Thank you. If you'd like for more information from Jim with Real Capital Analytics, their website is rcanalytics.com. Stay with us, we'll have more on healthcare real estate and medical office buildings. I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Chat. Would you like access to invest in institutional quality commercial real estate with experienced sponsors with small amounts of money? Of course you would. Visit RealCrowd.com. Choose between Core, Core Plus, Value Add, or Opportunistic. Visit realcrowd.com. Check out Valuate, a real estate analysis program that can be easily shared with colleagues online to do what-if analysis. Visit getvaluate.com. That's getvaluate.com.
2: Would you like to be the top producing commercial broker in your office? Check out Michael Bull's video training. Since you're a show listener, you receive 10% off your first purchase. At checkout, use discount code CRESHOW. Visit CommercialAgentSuccess.com.
0: Are you looking for proven property management and facilities management education? Visit BOMI.org. That's B-O-M-I, Building Owners and Managers Institute International. They are the trusted source for education in the property and facilities industry. Visit BOMI.org. Welcome back to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Ball. This segment is brought to you by BOMI.org. That's B-O-M-I.org. They are the trusted source for education in the property management and facilities management industry and today we are talking about medical office buildings you know and it's interesting i like to to get the analyst and the economist view on things but i also like to talk to a developer an owner of of properties or a broker who someone is in it day to day please welcome my next guest is paul zeman and paul is partner with bull realty and he's also president of Healthcare real estate services at bull realty he's joining us in studio one paul thanks for being back on the show with us great
2: Enjoy being here
0: well paul just briefly so the audience kind of knows who i'm talking to here how long have you been selling medical office buildings
2: i have been selling medical office buildings 11 years now and uh prior to selling medical office buildings i was a health care provider in the uh, outpatient diagnostic imaging sector uh, with a company uh, local to atlanta and uh and actually come from a family that's uh full of doctors and nurses. In fact, I broke the mold in my family when I decided not to go to medical school.
0: <laughs> so that's interesting. So you kind of understand the healthcare field, right? And how these physicians kind of uh, work off each other and how, how they work together. I have in a, a synergistic effect that different uh, specialties may have
2: with each other. Uh, the the constant and daily battles that they're fighting with Medicare and Medicaid and private payers and reimbursement and uh yeah I lived that life for uh for a long time.
0: Yeah and I think it's interesting I have heard you say before that medical office is just like office but it's uh more, it's complicated, more complicated. It's very complicated office. Yeah. We have
2: CONs, yeah. we have LNRs, we have uh, many more use restrictions. Yeah. Um, some very extensive build outs for things like uh, imaging centers, surgery centers, uh, uh, oncology centers, a linear accelerator, you name it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very different than just a typical
0: office. Well good. Well, Paul, you're you're talking to owners of office buildings every day, buying and selling these medical office buildings, So, and it seems like we're at a little bit of a turn in the market. We're starting to see interest rates rise. So. Is it a seller's market or a buyer's market in the MOB space?
2: You know, that, that really depends. Uh, I'll say that the demand is, is still as high as we've ever seen for quality medical office. Uh, so if there is a real high quality medical office in, in terms of uh, construction, but also in the tenant makeup and the credit, proximity to campus, things along those lines, uh, it's definitely going to work in the seller's favor. Um, however, the buyers are not just laying down and buying everything that's out there. They are dotting their I's and crossing their T's and they're being, being very careful what they pursue.
0: Well, so. let's talk about that for a minute because uh, how are lenders and buyers really underwriting today? Are they, they, you say they're more cautious?
2: You know, for some of the, the smaller buyers, some of the smaller private equity out there and some of the high net worth individuals that are obtaining loans to acquire medical buildings, I have recently seen the lenders being uh, overly cautious. I uh, was working on a deal uh, this morning, in fact, where I saw a lender uh, request tax returns from, for all of the other medical buildings in this individual's portfolio. And uh, that was a new one. <laughs> um, in terms of the buyers and how they're underwriting, um, I'm seeing the buyers are tending to be a lot more conscientious of market rental rates and vacancy rates and of course the lease term, the structure of the lease, escalations, things along those lines.
0: Okay, and let's talk about cap rates because again, you know, we're starting to see interest rates rise a little bit. You've seen strong demand for stable healthcare properties, right? So how is that trending cap rates? You know, in the
2: in the world that, that I work in, really taking a hard look at medical office buildings that are greater than $5 million, preferably 10 million and up that are uh, 100% occupied, might have some hospital sponsorship, even off campus. Uh, I'm seeing cap rates are still hanging uh, mid sixes, six and a half percent. In fact, the first quarter of 2018 was as low as 6.3. So is that fairly flat? Is that what
0: you've seen for a while? That is what
2: we've seen for a while now, but Mm -hmm. we've seen 75 or 100 basis points increase from the Fed over the course of the last 12 months or Mm so, and uh, I believe that that tide is going to turn. I think that we are going to see an increase in cap rates on average. Obviously, the trophy assets um, or the uh, very high quality with a compelling story will certainly continue to do better.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk to buyers if they're out there. Maybe they're in another sector or they'd like to get involved in medical office buildings, what advice would you have for them? I would say that if, if there's a
2: new buyer coming into the sector and they want to pursue that 5 to $10 million medical office building, $12 million medical office building, um, that it's a, it's a great place to be. Um, however, if they're really trying to pursue the 15 and $25 million, $100 million Uh, and their their investment criteria is more uh, want a hospital building on campus. We want it attached to the hospital. It needs to be sponsored by the hospital. Um, They're jumping into perhaps one of the most competitive sectors of commercial real estate. Uh, They will in fact be competing with the multi-billion dollar institutional investors uh, that are also pursuing those properties. So,
0: so they're um, going to see some pretty low cap rates there. Then. They're going
2: to see low cap rates and they're going to see fierce competition. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, Paul,
0: what about physicians that uh, maybe they're interested and in, uh, they own uh, real estate right now, maybe where their office are uh, or they they'd like to, what advice do you have for physicians?
2: You know, I think that for the physician groups that, that currently own real estate, um, that obviously it's it's a good time to sell right now. Mm-hmm. But whether they're ready to sell or not, it's, it's a great idea to contact me or to consult with a professional, even a ways out from, even when they think they might be ready to sell. Uh, because the, the way they can structure some leases, Uh, the way they could manage the property, a lot of other factors can mean potentially many more millions later if they they do choose to monetize.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good good advice there because I think we see some physicians that uh, you know, they're they're smart, they're successful and and uh, like a lot of entrepreneurs and successful people, we think we can kind of do things on our own. But I think more than others, sometimes we see physicians and physician groups get into even leases that maybe weren't great for them as they didn't really have a a tenant rep uh representing them uh who understands healthcare right Uh, right yeah and you might be doing something also you know in your capital stack with your with your lending or with other tenants or and and certainly if they're considering getting together and maybe developing a new building right
2: well if they're they're looking at developing a new building that can be a a fantastic uh wealth creation tool a um, group of physicians get expert advice, build a building, occupy the building, um, you know, sign a, a well-structured, long-term triple-net lease with annual escalations and credit enhancements, um, and then monetize, mm-hmm. and then and then stay as the tenant. And uh, it's a it's a tremendous way to make yeah. a lot yeah. of money.
0: It, it reminds me of one group that we had that uh, was a group of doctors. Uh, going in to set up leases and have a new building, the exact building they want, right where they want it. And we came down to the end and it's like, all right, well, each year you have to put in a million dollars of cash to get to, to do this. But then we had an investor that could take them out so they could do no cash. And it was, and the numbers were interesting because they could each get a million dollars. They could move into their new building, their new lease space, designed exactly the way they wanted it, where they wanted it and receive a million dollars cash, that's a nice way to, to, to start your new practice. It, it <laughs>
2: is, and I have seen both publicly traded companies, uh, private equity, and even high net worth individuals offer up structures mm-hmm. to large physician groups exactly like that, where they would kind of front the construction loan um, as long as they had a, a takeout uh, upon completion. Um, the doctors come out smelling like a rose. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. You really want to look at your alternatives out there, and yeah, uh, you know, a lot of times it just makes sense to lease space for your practice. But uh, at times it may be good to invest, especially I think in the healthcare field because you typically don't want to move around a lot, right? Once yeah. your patients are used to coming to your office. That's
2: right. Yeah. Um, and you, you look, and most most physicians don't don't move very often.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. So I guess that's one thing that really makes the um, healthcare investment world kind of stable right? These tenants don't like to move around.
2: Exactly Um, and you know one of the things that's always kind of baffled me a little bit is why uh, cap rates for general office are sometimes a little bit lower than than they are for medical office. You figure the medical office, the tenant is going to stay a much longer period of time, however, if they do move or there's some new build-out that's required, typically the, the TI involved is, yeah. is uh, significantly higher.
0: Yeah, and I guess it's that complication, right? The LNR, the CON. Uh, All the moving Star, parts. The Stark laws and uh, yes, yeah, some of the moving parts. Well, uh, Paul, can't let you leave us without giving us some advice for people who may want to sell office properties or specifically healthcare uh, properties right now is it the time to sell and what kind of advice would you give them
2: you know my my counsel there is that yes right now is a great time to sell in terms of where we've seen cap rates even over the last 10 and 15 years uh it's a it's a great time to sell uh as we do see interest rates rise we are going to see cap rates rise and commercial real estate is going to is values are going to decline to some degree Mm -hmm. so uh, i'm i'm seeing even large groups that previously had long term hold strategies are now considering selling.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and if you're going to own, own your property for 10, 20, 30 years, it doesn't really matter, right? It, right. No sense rushing to sell. But uh, yeah, if you're going to sell in the next five to seven years, almost seems like any sector right now, uh, yeah. it, it's going to be interesting because the Fed keeps raising the rates. It's going to impact the, uh, what investors want to do with their equity. And and the cost of debt.
2: Well, even a lot of the large institutional investors Mm -hmm.
0: that buy medical buildings for a
2: living—that's what they do uh, to provide returns to their investors. Mm -hmm. They are selling a lot. There's a lot of large portfolio uh, transactions that have that have Mm -hmm. closed recently and that are currently coming to market. Right. So it's. good
0: time. Well, Paul, great information as usual. Thank you for joining us. You bet. And thank you for joining us there around the country, or around the world. Let us know what you think. We appreciate you sharing the show and we'd love to hear from you. And please join us next week. And until then, be sure you always lead, learn and laugh and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Invest alongside real estate experts, sponsors who have a successful track record, and skin in the game. It's as easy as one, two, three. Learn about the deals, make your investment, and grow your financial wealth. Visit arborcrowd.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial real estate? You're invited to contact Bull Realty for customized asset and occupancy solutions. Call 404-876-1640 or visit Realtycom Promote your business to the U.S. commercial real estate industry. Click advertise at the show website, CREshow.com.